Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast, making Theology Central. Good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday, January the 24th, 2024. It is currently 7.39 p.m. Central Time, and I am coming to you live from the Theology Central studio located right here in Abilene, Texas. Well, sometimes I turn on this microphone, I have kind of a, maybe just a a little seed of an idea, right? It hasn't really fully, it's not even really been planted. It hasn't been watered. It hasn't, it hasn't had a chance to grow. It hasn't had a chance to be harvested. It's just a seed. The seed is just laying here on the table. I'm like, I'm going to take this seed of an idea and I'm just going to turn on the microphone and I'm going to just throw it out there. Now, sometimes when I do that, it's like, oh, wow, that that actually was, I think it's a really good idea. And then the next thing you know, we can kind of plant it, then we can kind of water it, and then we can try to, you know, try to look after it. And then it kind of develops and grows into something that I, sometimes, at least for me, I kind of sit back going, wow, that turned out really good. And I like everything. I like from the initial, look, everyone, here's this seed of an idea. Wait, let's plant the idea. Let's water the idea. Okay, let's, let's, let's look after the idea. And then when it's finally done, at least I can sit back and go, I think that turned out well. Now, now other times I, I have the seed of the idea and I'm like, look, everyone, here you go. And you can immediately kind of tell that everyone's looking at it going, uh, that sounds dumb. And I'm like, okay, well, I know you think it sounds dumb, but I'm going to plant it anyway. And then I plant it and then I, I turn on the microphone and then I kind of realize, what have I done? And then it, it never really grows and it just kind of, it just kind of goes away. Well, well, that's, those are the things that kind of happen because I don't always map everything out. Well, earlier today, I had a seed of an idea, right? Here's a news story about someone who was driving their car and they saw a sign that said road closed and they got out of their car. They moved the sign that said road closed and they then took off driving after they moved the sign that said the road is closed. And then they drove right off into a hole and the car was smashed. And and when you saw the picture of it, you're like, what, what idiot? You don't remove a sign that says road closed and then just take off. You don't do that. So then I'm like, okay, that's about warning signs, removing warning signs. And my mind immediately kind of created a spiritual idea or connected it to a spiritual idea. I'm like, this is a, this is a spiritual illustration, but I couldn't just leave it at a spiritual illustration. I couldn't just turn on the microphone and give like a 15 minute devotional on removing, you know, warning signs. No, 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 no. I turned it into, I know what we will do. We'll create this whole idea just as there are road signs all over the place. And as you drive, you see road signs everywhere, yield, you know, stop, you know, detour, whatever. You see all these roads, slow down, speed limit signs, whatever, whatever. You see them, merge, don't merge, you know, turn left is, you know, you're for, you know, wait for this arrow, whatever the case may be, all the different road signs, okay? You get the idea, you get the idea. I don't have to belabor the point. 
And I thought, well, just as we become so accustomed to these road signs that we don't even really pay attention to them anymore, they're just kind of there. We don't really do any, we don't, I mean, we may be acting upon them, but we're not even really looking to the signs. The signs are just kind of there. That the same thing can happen with us with scripture, that the Bible in a roundabout way is gives us one road sign after another road sign after another. And sometimes we don't really pay attention to it. We take them for granted. So then I'm like, you know what? It would be really cool if we develop, in a sense, our own list of biblical road signs, right? Now, so we have, we develop these road signs like a stop. What does, what does a spiritual stop sign in the Bible look like? What does it mean? And, and we develop these signs. And once we develop the signs, then anytime we're reading scripture, we'll grab a scripture and then put it underneath that sign or put, put that scripture according, you know, next to that sign or under that sign in a notebook. Or you could even draw the little symbol of the sign right there in your Bible. And the re- and I thought it would just be kind of a, a unique or cool thing to do. And here's the, the, the here's what I was thinking: we read our Bibles all the time, and let's we, let's face it. At times, we start taking it for granted. We just don't give it much thought. So to stop to make to get people to stop and go, hey, I'm listening to sermons for the Sermons 2.0 app challenge. I'm looking at the scriptures for the lectionary series and we're doing this and we're doing that. But if I will, every time I'm hearing scripture, if I will also stop and try to go, hmm, is that scripture a yield sign? Is that scripture a stop sign? Is that a scripture that, you know, uh, telling me, you know, road is closed? Is that a is that a is that a warning sign about do not enter? Is that a one way sign? Whatever the case may be. If I can identify those scriptures with what kind of sign it is, it'll be a fun, unique way to once again just stop and really consider the scriptures. And anything that helps us once again take some time to consider scripture will be helpful. So in my mind, it's great. But now once you start thinking about, okay, how am I going to map this out? How am, I, how am I going to do this? I realize, what am I doing? Why did I do this? Why? Like I should just, I should just kind of secretly go in and kind of just delete that episode, like delete. And then people go, wasn't there a, an episode about some kind of road sign? I don't know what you're talking about. No, it was right there. No, it wasn't there. No, I'm, I'm telling you it was there. No, it wasn't. I downloaded it. That was, that's an AI fake. That wasn't me. I mean, look on my podcast. It's gone. It's not there. Look on the church one. It's gone. Look on the Church One app. Look on Sermons 2.0. It's gone. See, it, it, it really wasn't there. And I could just delete it and pretend like I don't know what you're talking about. But I, of course, I, I can't do that because whether the episodes are good or whether the episodes are bad, I do my very best to leave them there because they serve as kind of a time capsule, right? Kind of a journal of what was happening and what I was thinking and what I was trying to do at any given time, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I could either just ignore it or I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, in a sense, I'm not going to say double down, but I'm not going to ignore it. So since that's kind of what we started talking about today, I'm going to keep at least pressing into this idea for a little while until probably you guys either just ignore it or until one of you kind of emails me and says, hey, give it up. The dog has died. It's over. All right. Just move on. The dog, your dog is dead. It's over. The Bambi has died. You just got to, you got to get up and move on. It was a bad idea. You should have, re- okay. But, but until then, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm going to press on, but I still think there's value in it. 
Because we read scriptures all the time and we just take them for granted, right? No matter how committed we are to Bible study, but to give us kind of a new way to go, well, wait a minute. What do I do with that scripture? Does that fit this category, this category, this category? Even if the categories are just these self-imposed, you know, crazy idea that I came up with, it still is advantageous because it's forcing you to stop and consider the scriptures. So I still think the idea has benefit. I just don't know if I know exactly how for us to map it out, right? So... I remember I said to try to come up with 10. We, we, we've got five right now. Number one is we have kind of information signs. The information signs. These are, these are signs that kind of provide us general and basic information, right? Now they may want to, or I just say information. I don't want to say basic. It could be any kind. It could be very important information. It provides information from things that are basic, things that are general to things that are extremely important. Second is the yield. Sign. Now, I think the yield sign could, could be a couple of things. To me, a yield sign could be those scriptures that say, hey, 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 you step back and you, you give them the right away. You, you deny your right for their rights. You give up yourself for them. You are selfless instead of selfish. You give up your way to God's way. But a yield sign could also be, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down. Possible danger, possible danger. Be on the lookout here. There could be some cars coming off the highway. There could be, so, so a yield could, could, could be used in many different ways for many different passages. A stop sign seems somewhat obvious. Stop. Don't, no, 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 no. Don't, don't take another step forward. Stop. Um, do not enter. Hey, this prohibited. Don't, don't. Construction sign. Right would be like, hey, there, there are general improvements underway here. Right, that's for spiritual growth and instruction. Right, those are five. I still think there has to be more. I still think there has to be more. Right, a detour. Right, a detour. Now, a detour is typically like, hey, you can't go that way. You're going to have to find another way around. It's telling you, you there's a, and I don't know exactly what kind of scriptures would fit that. Um. I think, I think speed limit is sign. Slow down, speed up. I think maybe there's scriptures that would go with that. We, but we need to find, and then we got to find the scriptures to go with it. So I don't have a clear idea on how this is going to work. And I don't know how many people are going to be like, Hey, I, I hope some of you humor me. Like, you know, I think this is a stupid idea, but I'm going to go along. Someone who's creative may really get into, okay, here's this and here's this and here's the sign. And, and then when they're reading the Bible, they're like, ooh, ooh, there's a stop sign. Ooh, ooh there's, a, there's a yield sign. And then may, maybe they will, maybe they will not. I don't know. I, I still think it's kind of a, a clever idea. I don't know how far we'll take it into 2024. We may not even make it out of January, but I, it could be fun. It could be. It could be, right? Couldn't it? I think so. So here's the thing. It's Wednesday night. Now, typically I'd be at this very moment, well, I'd be getting close to wrapping up my sermon for this Wednesday evening. But as many of you know, I'm still testing positive for COVID. So here I am. And I thought, you know what? There's other things I want to do. There's other things I need to do. But let me grab some of the things that I need to do and pull them together for this ongoing look at theological, or let's call them biblical road signs. 
and let's kind of have an impromptu. Now, I really wish, this is where I wish I was standing in front of people because then it's much more fun when you're trying to work this out with actual people. But when you're in an empty room, there's people on the other side of the microphone, but you know, it's not like you can stop and go, so what do you think? It it, it just doesn't work that way. But we're going to do something. So here's what we've been looking at. If you've been following the lectionary, and been following kind of the, the the assignment that I gave everyone. You're supposed to be working on Mark 3, verses 20 through 30. Mark chapter 3, verses 20 through 30. We've done a little bit. We did over an hour and a half sermon review looking at one of those sections. We talked a little bit about, you know, a kingdom divided cannot stand. And what does that mean? I've given you assignments on the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Look up three sermons. Work on that. Um, I still want to get to that that subject. I've also thrown in that I need you to do an observational outline on Mark uh, 3, verses 20 through 30. So there, I've been getting you to work on that. And, and I and I also provided, hey, well, how would you handle this passage using maybe our our biblical road signs? Well, the scripture, the uh, the lectionary reading for tonight or for today, the gospel reading is Mark chapter four, verses one through twenty. Mark chapter four, verses one through twenty. And at the beginning of this, we have a parable, right? So let me just read the parable really quick. Mark chapter four, verse one. And he, that's Jesus, began, began again to teach by the seaside, and there were gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea, and the whole multitude was by the sea on the land. And he taught them many things by parables, and said unto them in his doctrine, hearken, behold, there went out a, a sower to sow. And it came to pass, as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on the stony ground, where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up, because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched, because it had no root, it withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it and yielded no fruit. And other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some thirty and some sixty and some a hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ear to hear, let him hear. Right? So he gives them this parable. Now, this parable, we could put like, that's kind of like, uh, I don't know, the the, gener- the information sign, right? Now, this information is important, but we don't really know maybe necessarily what to do with it. It's just giving us some basic information, right? As we're driving along, oh, okay, so there's a sower, he sows, and then there's different kinds of ground, different things happen to what is planted. Okay, we are, we get the basic idea. Now, if we go down to verse 13, we start getting an explanation. And he said unto them, know ye not this parable? And how then will you know? Uh, okay. And he said unto them, know ye not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? Oh, now that's an important verse. That's Mark chapter four, verse 13. Do you know this parable? If you don't know this parable, how are you going to know any parables? Whoa, that's, that seems pretty, seems pretty strong language. I'm going to look here and see if I have another Bible near me. Um, yes, I'm going to go to a different translation. I'm going to go to a different translation. 
All right. And this says in verse 13, then he said unto all of them, don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand all of the parables? Okay. This is, seems like a very important verse. So this, if we're putting a road sign here. So, so since this is what I'm supposed to be, since this is the scripture reading for tonight anyway, I'm going to try to use this now for our, this ongoing kind of challenge. I don't know what to call it yet. We haven't really developed yet to these road signs. Well, right here, this is a road sign, at least for me. This is stop. They stop, 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 stop. Don't go flying past this. This seems important. Do you understand this parable? Because if you don't understand this, how are you going to understand any of them? Whoa, whoa, that, that's. All right. Why would Jesus say this to this parable? This this is one of that says stop. Just literally. This is not slow down. This is like stop and really consider. Wait, how do you know this? If you don't know this parable, you can't know any of the parables. All right, that that seems that seems interesting. And and, and not only does it seem to say stop, there also it also seems like caution, right? Hey, caution ahead, you know, slow down. Like there's a lot of road signs that could go right here, right? Because it's like, well, you don't want to get this wrong then. Okay. So then the sow, the sower soweth the word. Okay. All right. So now we know that the sower, the sower, and then the seed, the seed is the word of God. All right. So this is important. This is the the word of God. We could put this back to the information sign. It's giving us some very important information, all right? I don't know what else we'd want to do here, all right? But next, verse 15, Mark 4, 15. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now stop right here. This has... This is, I don't know what, I don't know, is this a yield sign? Is this a stop sign? I, this is this is an immediately like, you need to, this is another pay close attention. Because this is telling me that the seed is the word of God and it's planted, but Satan comes and then look what immediately it says he does. Let me read it to you again. Satan comes immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Satan comes and takes the word. The word is planted and then it in their heart, but it, Satan immediately comes and takes it away. Well, that, that, I mean, that is caution ahead. That is yield, danger. That is stop. I, that's like, I, I think I could just put like <laughs> all kinds of road signs right here, right? This is, this is one of those like we got to pay close attention to. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's one specific one. Now you may have a, a better way of mapping these out. Next, and these are they likewise, which are sown on a stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness and have no root in themselves and so endure, but for a time and afterward, when affliction or persecution ariseth for the word's sake, immediately they are offended. All right. So we have the first one where the word is, is planted, but immediately Satan takes it away. And the other one is, is it's sown on stony ground. Uh, they immediately receive it, but there's no root. And so endure, but for a time. And afterward, the affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake. Immediately they are offended. 
So you have the first that's planted. It doesn't even, it doesn't have a chance to do anything. The second one is planted. It immediately looks like it's going to do something, but as soon as difficulty comes, boom, it's gone. All right. All of these are like stop signs, yield signs, caution signs. These are all like, this is important. You can almost make this entire passage. You could almost pick one of those signs, caution, stop. Maybe it takes multiple ones. Verse 18, and these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word and it becometh unfruitful. So you got the first one that's planted, Satan comes immediately takes away. The second one, it looks good, it looks great, but it doesn't last as soon as persecution and affliction comes. The other one, it's there, but then immediately are then uh it's it's there, but then the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things entering in, choke at the word and it becomes unfruitful. It looks good, but then these other things in a sense kind of begin to grow up around it and it makes it go go away. And then lastly, And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word and receive it and bring forth fruit, some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Now, this this is an important, important section of Scripture, right? Now, we understand all of the theological disputes that arises from this. Some say that none of those other groups are saved. They're all unsaved. That the only people that are saved are the people who receive the word. The word is planted and it produces fruit, uh, whether it is 30-fold, 60-fold, or 100. They're, they're the only, so they turn it into an argument about salvation. Who is saved or not saved? Others turn it into, okay, okay, now listen, ladies and gentlemen, we all have to be careful because the word of God, we, we, we hear it. It's planted into us. They don't get into an argument about whether someone is saved or not saved. They get into the idea, how are you allowing the word of God to be planted into, into you so that it actually produces 30, 60, or a hundred fold fruit? Or are you one of those people that the word is there and immediately it's taken away by Satan or immediately it it doesn't last because of affliction or persecution or because you get distracted by all of these other things that grow up? What can you do to hold on to that word? So then it kind of becomes about more about what you are doing with the, with the word. So again, it's caution. This is stop. This is like pay attention. Ever putting road signs to this. What we're not left with, and this is very, 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 very important, is we're not given any actual instruction. It doesn't tell us what to... These passages always scare me to death, right? Because... Pastors then come along, and then we formulate, and we... We speculate... We theorize, oh, hey, here's the, here's what you need to do. And really, you, you have a couple of options, right? Is it who? Is it the responsibility of the hearer? Right? Is it the responsibility of the hearer to go, okay, I've got the word. Okay, I've got to do something. I got to plant it. And it's up to you to do everything in your power to hold on to it so it turns into 30, 60, or 100 fold fruit, fruitfulness? Is it, is it all the listener's responsibility? Is it the responsibility of God? 
It's his word and it's he's the one who has to plant it in you so that it produces 30, 60 or 100 fold. Is it God's responsibility? Is it your responsibility? Is it God's responsibility? We talk about how the word of God changes lives, but this would seem to indicate it's not going to change everyone's lives. Well, that wouldn't call into question the effectiveness of the word. It would call into the uh, the effectiveness or the, the ones receiving it. Again, some turn this into a salvation passage. Hey, how do you know you're saved? Well, is the word of God producing 30, 60, or 100-fold fruit? Well, how, how do I know how much fruit is? Well, it's got to produce something. Is there some? Well, then I think it's fruitfulness. And then we look for sp- kind of very external things to show supposed fruitfulness. But that doesn't really prove anything because anyone can have external things and it doesn't necessarily prove anything, right? In fact, even some of these people at one point have an external seemingly showing that something good is happening and then it goes away again. Look at the uh, look at the the way this happens. Uh, look at the second group, uh, and these are likewise which are sown on stony ground. When they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. So they they would look like there's there's their spiritual fruit there, right? But then, it, well, afterwards it's taken away. The other it's sown, uh, and it seems to possibly be there for a while. But then the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of rich, richness, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So it is fruitful, then it becomes unfruitful. Well, that seems to, well. So then how you would never really, it would just lead you to a a point of never, you would live in total never knowing. So I'm not a fan of that. This is a passage that obviously if we're connecting road signs to it, slow down, slow down, slow down, slow down here, slow down, caution, um, stop. I don't know which road sign you want to assign to it. Maybe there's a couple, maybe there's some that I'm not even thinking of, right? If I go back to... um, all the road signs that I, I had 12. I had 12, if you remember. Um, this, this, yeah, I could put a speed limit here because you definitely need to slow down, but I think it, it requires a stop sign. You got to just come to a full stop to try to figure this out. Um, I think you have to be a, a yield sign here, maybe, because, hey, there's, there's some, there's, there's something possibly coming here. We, we got maybe a caution sign better than a yield sign. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. Maybe there's a couple of others. Maybe maybe there's not that many. The key is, I think, with the road signs is not to try to get too complicated. Make it simple. To me, this is like, hey, we got to stop and pay attention here. Caution. There is a caution here because the last thing I want is the word of God to be just immediately taken away. The last thing I want is the word of God to give me a temporary joy and then ultimately it goes away. And the last thing I want is it to be fruitful and then it becomes unfruitful because all of these other things choke it out. So it is a caution sign here as well. But the, the Bible doesn't give me any clear instruction on what I have to do to get it away from those other categories to the fruitful category. Sometimes the, the, the responsibility becomes on the pastor or the one planting the word, but all you can do, you really can't put it on the pastor's, it's not the pastor's fault. It's not, it's not the, the podcaster's fault. It's not the Sunday teach, Sunday school teacher's fault. It's not the devotional leader's fault. It, all you can do is like, here you go, ladies and gentlemen, here's the seed I'm giving to you today. I'm planting the seed. So I don't think you can fault the one giving it. 
I don't think you can fault the seed itself. The seed will produce fruit. But so then it really becomes on the hearer. Now, some will focus not on the hearer or on the, on the condition of the hearer's heart. They put the focus here. See, the issue is on the ground. See, the issue is on the ground because the first one is they are, uh, the, and, and Mark 4.15, these are by the wayside. This is like the hardened ground. And the, you throw the seed on it, right? Here, if I, I'm going to act like that this is seed. I'm going to grab some stuff here and I'm going to just throw it and it just bounces off. It's not going to plant. So if you have a, if, if it's the condition of your heart, a hard heart, the seed just going to bounce off and Satan can just come and, and pick it right up. The other is um, stony ground. You can plant it a little bit, but it doesn't get really far in. And then immediately when something negative comes because of the word, boom, it, it goes away. The other has a, um, the other, the ground is, uh, is somewhat okay. The ground is okay. The only problem is there's all this other stuff in that same soil. And so weeds and thorns and, and it finally ultimately eats away and drowns out and, and makes it unfruitful. So you've got the hard ground. You've got a ground with just a, a little bit of soil where it goes, but it's stony underneath. you got the other where it, it plants in really good, but then all the other stuff up, up comes up. And then the other is, um, this is the good ground. So some focus on the ground here, the ground. This is, this is, this is the ground that you have to focus on. It's not the, it's not the one planting. It's not the seed itself. And it's not really so much on what the hearer does or doesn't do. It's on the ground. It's on the soil. It's on the heart. So then the real issue is you as a hearer, it's the condition of your heart that will determine what the word of God will or will not do. Now, this is a passage that screams at me, just a huge stop sign. And stop. A huge stop sign. A huge caution. Look out ahead. Like, I don't know which road sign I want to put here, right? But immediately this tells me I need to, I need to, I need to look. I need to stop. I need to look. See, sometimes we think of a stop sign as stop. Stop doing something. But I think this is a stop sign telling you just, you need to just stop and look. So how, I think what we have to do here is we have to inspect the soil of our heart. I think spiritually speaking, there's times, if we're honest, our, and see, I think, I don't, I know everybody wants to turn this into a, a passage on soteriology, determining who is saved or who's not saved. I don't think that's the point of this passage. I think the point is, we see this in every church. We see this every Sunday. We see this in every podcast. You see this anytime you deal with any Bible study. You see this when you're talking to a Christian and you're like, okay, let me try to offer some help. You immediately see what happens. Some, it's like, it's just stony ground. It, or it's it's the, or as it says, the, the wayside. Um, the wayside. 
a hardened down path. There's no soil. There's no dirt there. It's just a path. It's just, a, you know, it's just like throwing it on cement. And you can you can say, well, what about this? No, 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 no. And you're like, okay, never just, hey, never, hey, could I have the seed back? Could I have all the seed back? Because I think I just threw out about $50 worth of seed and it did not do any, it was of no value. Can I have the seed back? Okay, I'm going to put it back in my bag. I'll go find some new soil. Well, sometimes we got to be honest. The word of God just bounces off us, just <laughs> it just pounces. It doesn't go anywhere. And and, and that happens in, in church every, all over the place. And again, I, I don't know why our hearts get that way, but they become that way. They become that way. For whatever reason, we become jaded, frustrated. I don't know what happens, but uh, it's just boom. And, and when it happens, it's not good. And sometimes you can preach a sermon and People like whatever, 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 whatever. They got an attitude. They're bitter. They're jaded. They're frustrated. Whatever, whatever their issue is, and you're just like, oh man, never mind. Just never mind. It's 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 just there's no good. And then others, they're like, yeah, and they get excited, and you see joy, and you're like, oh man. But then you kind of start thinking, oh no, I don't know if this is gonna last. Because it, it, it's going down, but you can just tell it's not going very deep. They're, they're, they, have a, they have a lot of zeal, but you're like, oh, man, oh, man. And it's great they have that zeal. But then as soon as the first boom punch comes, as soon as they get hit with, wait, 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 Scripture says I can't do this. Wait, Scripture tells me I can't do this. Wait, this, the, something negative. No, 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 no. And then all of a sudden they go from kind of that as, as the second group is described here. Um, stony ground, uh, they, they go from stony ground back to the wayside. They go back to the hard path. And then you have the others and you're like, oh, oh, look, look, you plant it and it looks good. It looks good. They seem to be fruitful. And you're like this. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, 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 no. You can kind of see what's growing up around it. And you're like, oh boy, there's the cares of the world. They're worried about this and they're worried about this and they're worried about this and they're worried about this. And you're like, oh no. Uh, and they're worried about money. They're worried about material things. Oh no, 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 no. The lust of other things. They have a desire for this. They have a desire for that. And they're all of a sudden, slowly but surely, these other things. And so then the fruitfulness goes away. And then those things become, begins to harden up the ground. They go back to stony ground. Next thing you know, they end up back on the wayside. I think it's just rare that on any given Sunday, there's people there with a heart that's really the good ground. I know, I know I'm going to get all kinds of disagreement. No, every Christian has good ground and every Christian hears the word of God and it produces 30, 60. I'll just stop it. That's not true. It's not true. That's why church is split. That's why, that's why so much of you can, people are, whatever, you, you've, you've counseled Christians. And you're like, well, you need to do this. No, not going to work. No, no, no. And you're just like, never mind. Just it, Because they've gone back to the wayside. I think this is about that every one of us, our hearts are constantly changing, right? Now, I, I, by, listen, by no means I'm, I, am I an expert on planting things, growing things. I, I, am an, 
I'm an idiot. I'm literally, I know nothing about it. A zero. And the, Jesus could use these kinds of parables because the people at this time, they all would have been familiar with seed and planting things. So this would have been a very important illustration for someone like me. No idea. Like if I could, I could show you a picture right now of my front yard. So there, and, and, and right there in the front yard. Well, first at the very bottom, uh, the, or, or the very, I'll, I'll call it, if you're, if you're looking from the house towards the street, then the, the, the bottom end of the yard, because it's the, it's the closest part to the street. If you're standing in the street looking towards the house, that's the very front of the yard. If you're at the house looking, it's the very bottom. So depending on where you're looking, but right there at the, the, the end of the driveway, right? Right there as you pull into the street, right there to, to, if you're looking at, looking at the street from the house, it's right there to the left. There's this bush there, this ugly looking bush. I don't know what kind of bush it is. I don't know why someone planted it there. I don't know what it even is supposed to look like. I know this. All it ever accomplished for many years were my daughters kept driving over it because some reason they could not back out of the driveway straight. They would back out and go and run over there. And it's like they, they were already messing the thing up. Okay. Finally, it got so big. It's just like, what is this? So then we paid our yard guy to trim it down. Now, I don't know what it is. It's a it's a, it's horrible. It, it, it needs to be burnt to, it needs to be removed. I don't know who put it there. It needs to go away right now. I know it's supposed to look nice, but it needs to. So we're going to probably pay as it gets closer to the, to, to, well, I guess normal people call it spring till, you know, summer, right before summer really kicks in. Okay. Tomorrow's almost 70 degrees here. So, so whatever the, the, the seasons are here in Texas, okay, it's, it's hot. And then we get a couple of days where it's cool. Okay. All right. All right whatever it is, we're going to, we, we're just going to, I think we're going to pay someone just to rip that thing completely out and just, just remove the bricks around it, pl- plant some grass and just turn it into yard. Right. And now if you come up from where that bush is to right in the center of the yard, there's this nice big circle that's stacked, double stacked with these uh, very nice landscaping bricks. Now, in the middle of that is supposed to be a tree. First tree that was there died. Second tree that was there died. Third tree that was there died. And I believe the current one that's dead that I finally just kicked, oh, broke into half and it, the, 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 it needs to be pulled up. Is the, it, they've all died. It, it did not work. It did not work. I don't know what, I don't know if it's the soil. I don't know what. It's all messed up. So see, I don't know anything about planting things. I don't. I don't know anything about planting things from, from a physical way. Now, to the side of our house is a nice, huge, big tree. Looks awesome. Hope the thing lives. I keep waiting for it to die, right? So we would like that nice big tree in the middle of the yard, but at this point, I'm going to be dead before the tree, even if we planted one, I'm going to be dead before it ever grows. So I think what we're going to do is just rip that out, remove the landscape, and just turn the front yard into just grass. Well, whenever there's grass in Texas, because typically in the summer, it all dies. But I do know this. The soil constantly changes here in Texas, right? right? I mean, it does everywhere, right? Sometimes it may be softer and, and then other times it's like rock hard because, you know, it's 157 degrees outside. So I know the soil constantly changes, right? And then you can do different things to try to maintain it and you know, all the stuff that you can put down and to get grass to grow, all that stuff. People go to those weird places like, I don't know, what is it? Home Depot or Lowe's or those stores that I don't even want to drive by, much less 
go inside, right? I have no desire. Like if someone's like, I'll get you a Christmas present. Here's a gift card to Home Depot or Lowe's. I'm selling that baby five seconds after you give it to me because I'm not going inside those stores for anything. Okay. I digress. I digress. Maybe I could order something and then have someone come use it for me, but okay. You get the idea. So the point is spiritually, just like yards change and, and there's sometimes you plant something at work, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes you got to tear it down, some, whatever, you, you got to maintain it. I think the same thing, I, I don't think Mark 4 is a passage used to judge people's salvation, even though people love to do so. Because when you start judging everyone's salvation, what well, you basically convince yourself is my heart is good ground, but everyone else's heart is either the wayside or stony ground, or it's, it's the ground that's filled with all the other so, but my heart, and, and it's just so self-righteous, self-serving, arrogant. It's just ridiculous. All of our hearts fluctuate. And this passage is like, stop, 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 stop. Don't go any further. Stop right here and look at this. And then after you've stopped and you looked at it, proceed with extreme caution. This is a school zone. All right, this is a school. I don't know what, how many different signs you want to put here, but they all work. And sometimes, I don't know about you. Do you listen to a sermon sometimes? <laughs> and the seed is just bouncing, just, just bouncing off. I mean, it's just like, there's so, it's like someone throwing seed at you and it's just bouncing off your head. And it's like, nothing sticks. You don't remember anything, whatever, whatever. For whatever reason, sometimes you get excited about it. You get excited about the sermon. It's great. And then, I don't know, something happens. You get convicted. Maybe you find out the word of God is not going to give you what you want. I don't know. Something happens. Sometimes the word is planted and things are going really good. And you're like, oh man, spiritually I'm growing. I think things are going good. They're spiritual fruit. And then the next thing you know, all these other things start springing up all around you. And it starts you know, taking the life from you. And next thing you know, you're becoming unfruitful in your spiritual life. Now, I know I'm going against the typical way this is preached. I know. But for our road sign exercise, you can see the stop, right? You you can see school zone. I think this is a school zone to learn, to slow down and to learn. I, 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 like, I like the school zone sign. This could be a construction zone. This is something that spiritual growth needs to take place right here. You can put a lot of different signs here. What do you make of this section? Now, I want you to put the road sign, yeah, if you want to participate in that. But I want you to give it serious thought. And I want you to give uh, Mark chapter 3, verses 20 to 30, serious thought about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. What ro- clearly blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is like you, whoa, do not enter, caution. I mean, this guy, that, that's, a, that's a serious sign right there. I think the takeaway from this, I think the takeaway from this is that we have to look at the condition of our heart every single time the word of God is presented.
Email me, newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Do apologize. Maybe there's a lot of different concepts I'm trying to throw in there. The road sign thing, a, a devotional, a lectionary. I'm trying to throw in a lot right there. That's what happens when you have COVID and you can't do anything for like, you know, 10 days and you feel like you haven't, you don't even know how to broadcast anymore. You, you come up with a million ideas. But if you map that out at all and, you, and you're participating in this road sign exercise, I would love to get your thoughts. All right. Thanks for listening. You can email me newsif at yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a great night. Please meditate on Mark 3, 20 through 30, Mark 4, 1 through 20. Thanks for listening. Everyone have a great night. God bless.